Good day, Adventist Church family in North New South Wales, Australia. It is Pastor Norman Hurlow here um, from Avondale School Campus and the Gateway Church. And I'm joined by Taryn Greenwood. Taryn, do you want to Tell us a bit about yourself. Hello, welcome everyone. Yes, my name is Taryn and I have just completed my Bachelor of Ministry and Theology at Avondale University College now. Um, and I have the pleasure of working with Pastor Norm here. Um, I am Bible working in the school at the campus and yeah, working at Gateway Church as well. So it's a fun time. I really enjoy it. We're super excited about sharing the lesson with mm. you this week, and as you know, we're looking at how do we partner with God in His mission. Um, Tim Dearborn has a quote which I love sharing, which says, It's not the church of God that has a mission in the world, but the God of mission that has a church in this Ooh, world. I love and that. so, because we serve a missional God, mm. the Missio Dei, the God of mission. And so, mm. I love this quarterly's lesson mm. where we're looking at how do we partner with God and his mission and how do we partner with him in sharing the word mm. so before we dive into that Taryn will you say a prayer for us and then we'll get into our discussion absolutely let's pray father in heaven I just want to thank you so much that you have given us the bible that it has lasted throughout the centuries and that we have it so accessibly to us um, right now, today, we might be reading the Bible in um, on paper or on our phones or on our iPads or on our computers. It's just everywhere. And so we just pray that you be with us as we open up your word. And as we discuss today, that you will speak through us and to us, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We know there are many ways that God is revealed in mm. our world, in our universe. We see him in nature. We see him in different people's lives. We have senses and inklings of his presence in our lives and journey mm. but what this lesson reveals is how would we know the truth about who God is his character and ultimately Jesus Christ unless it were for the word mm. the way I understand and, and how I've related to this Taryn is that I see the Bible the word of God the written word as the story of God in humanity, mm. the way God has interacted with human beings and it's dynamic, it's complicated, it's sometimes very graphic and very real, but it's also very beautiful and inspiring. But ultimately, it reveals to us who God is mm. and how we as human beings are to interact and relate to mm. and encounter God. Mm. So the question is, or before we get to the question, what does the Bible mean to you? Well, I love what you were saying there, Norm, about how the Bible is just the story of God interacting with humans. And it is the written word of God. We have, you know, people's experiences with Jesus. We have people's experiences with the Holy Spirit. But I love that what is said in scripture and the God revealed through scripture, um, this isn't the only story of God because God became flesh and the word became flesh and was in Jesus. And that word that was, we find in scripture is still working in our lives today. So wow. the Bible and how people interacted with God throughout scripture gives us an indication of how God wants to interact in our lives today as well. 
So it's living. And I think we're going to touch on all of these things as well as we go through the day, different days of the lesson. Um, but for me, the, the Bible is just a way that I can communicate or that I can understand God's communication to me um, and gives me a foundation of how we can access and communicate God as well with God as well. So in looking at the story of God in mm. humanity, we see even in the Bible this idea that a lot of times people didn't quite capture what the Bible was trying to teach and tell us mm. about who God is mm-hmm. or how God would appear or how God would reveal himself or come into our lives and, and into our story. And we see that in particular when Jesus came and walked the earth, when the mm. word became flesh and dwelt among us, the authorities, the religious teachers at the time, they did not recognize God in their midst, even though they were looking into and studying the word. Mm. So here's the question, Jamie. How do we not miss what the word is teaching in our lives today. Mm. How do we not make that same or miss that same opportunity yeah. that the religious leaders in the time of Jesus had with, even though they were reading the word, they missed the living word right in front of mm. them. How can we guard or ensure that we don't make that same mistake? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think like, I love what you've touched on there. Um, in John chapter five, verse 39, Jesus is talking to the people and he's saying, hey, you guys have searched the scriptures because they had the Torah. They had the um, prophets and they had pretty much what we have as the Old Testament. Um, And they were looking for it and they were searching primarily how to find eternal life or how to find salvation. And all throughout the Old Testament, salvation is able to be found. But salvation isn't a destination. It's not a thing, but it's rather a person. And as they were searching for this thing of salvation, they were missing the person of salvation, which is Jesus. And so he was saying to them, hey, you guys, you're searching for it, but you've missed the entire point. These are the scriptures, are the words of God that testify, that proclaim, that tell you all that you need to know about me, because really you're looking for me. So when I'm studying the Bible, I make it a habit to ask myself, whether I'm reading Old Testament, New Testament, whatever I'm reading throughout scripture, I ask the question, what does this show me about Jesus? Now, where I want to go to from there, the writer of Hebrews points this out. He says in Hebrews chapter one, verse one, it says, in the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways, but in these last days, Mm. well, in these last days, He has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom he made the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory, the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. Mm. So what I see that saying is if I want to not make the same mistake Mm -hmm. that the religious leaders of Jesus day made, then everything that I read in the word of God I need to filter through the person, Mm. the ministry, and the teaching of Jesus Christ. Mm. Because he is the revealed word, the living word of God, or the word that became flesh dwelt among us. And as long as I use him as a filter for understanding and making sense of what this written word reveals, then I'm on safe ground. Mm. Cool. 
Love that. So I'm excited. Let's jump in yes. and see what we can discover. Oh, about all of that just in the introduction, hey? The word. I know. <laughs> wow. So Sunday touches on symbols. Yes. Now, the Bible uses a number of symbols to describe or convey the word of God. Why do you think it uses these symbols? And what is so significant about symbols? What do they what do they afford? What do they allow? For me, I guess symbols are just an illustration, right? And symbols make things accessible to us. So it's God, as he so often does, as Jesus did all of the time in parables, he would take a concept that is quite beyond our human understanding and put it into our human context, our local context, in fact, and explain this divine concept through human understandings so that we can access it because God wants to be a God that is accessible to all of us. I love that. And also what I love about symbols is how they can be applied in different situations Mm. and at different times in different ways. Yet the truth or the Mm. main principle behind what that symbol um, means or stands for remains the same. But its application is varied and, as you say, accessible at different times. Mm. So we're going to touch on just briefly some of the symbols that it uses for the word because what does it teach us about the the purpose of the word or the function of the word Mm. in our lives? So we have a verse there in Psalms chapter 119 and it talks about verse 105. And it talks about the word being a lamp and a light. Mm. What jumps to mind when you hear that? A lamp and a light. Um, I've always loved this verse um, because for me, I look at our lights today, right? And we have lights in every room. We have electricity that is so prevalent everywhere that we go. But back then, they didn't have electricity. The only light that they would have are in these little lamps. And that was really lit by fire. So we have this concept of fire and we have this light. So Jeremiah, which Mm -hmm. is the other verse, it talks about the word of God being like fire. Mm. So what was fire used for in these days? And as as you pointed out, it was used as light. Mm -hmm. It would be the source of light in darkness. It would be the source of any lamp that they had to light their path Mm. would have been in the form of fire. Mm. What else was fire used for? How was it applied? Well, fire was essential to keeping them warm um, throughout those long winter nights. So So warmth, comfort, security. Mm -hmm. It was also there to protect from danger. Um, They would, you know, to scare away all the wild animals. Um, And it was there also for cooking, right? You can't eat without making bread. Yeah, it had a plethora of uses. So one example that it's really kind of hit home to me um some people may have or may not have seen the series survivor mm-hmm. which is a um where basically they, they take people in this day and age put them out in faraway place either on a deserted island or, or out in africa somewhere and they've got to survive look there's a lot of crazy things that <laughs> happen there but the one thing that i took away from seeing some of these episodes is that Whenever the first thing that any of these groups want to survive is fire. Mm. It, it is almost what secures mm. and maintains 
and enlivens their experience out there that they need fire to purify to light to protect to warm to cleanse to even cook yeah and so yeah love this imagery and the symbol of the bible the word of god Mm. is fire is Mm. light Mm -hmm. it does all those things for us Mm. um what are some of the other symbols it throws out um, another symbol that I really loved, um, contemplating was the seed. Yeah. The word of God is like a seed. Um, and seeds are so, they're so tiny and yet from such a tiny little seed comes huge trees, huge creations. Um, and I think that there's so many amazing concepts within this seed. Um, what are some other things that you thought of when you were looking at the seed norm? So the lesson study points out, and so rightly so, that seeds grow at different rates at different times. Mm. Rather, it is, it's something that can lie dormant and mm. lie unnoticed mm. in the soil for a long period of time or for a short period of time. But at the right time, mm. it germinates and springs mm. forth and brings forth life and newness. Mm. And so the word of God is like a seed, mm. which lies and is planted and and sometimes hidden but there in the soil of our lives and at the right time with the right environment with the right temperature and the right Mm. atmosphere it will bring forth life Mm. because that is what it is meant to do yes and i love that as well because a seed doesn't just produce one thing like you look at um for instance a tomato plant right you plant the tomato plant seed and in it it grows the tomatoes but yet the tomatoes encapsulate their own seeds. And so this seed, Produce the word of God, it, yes, its very purpose is not just to create one, but to create many. And I think that that's exactly what this lesson is talking yeah. about, right? Um, we have the word of God in us. And as it springs forth life, it's not just, we, we don't just take it and become one creation with the word of God, but rather we're told then to go out and spread those seeds as well. So cool. And there are more metaphors that these verses reveal. So feel free to discuss them when you discuss it in your groups. But another question is, what are metaphors today Mm. that we could apply or that would be true of the word that will maybe give a new fresh understanding or new fresh perspective in helping people today connect Mm. with the relevance and the significance of the word? So that's maybe something we could look at and explore as we discuss this as well but moving on Mm -hmm. another thing the lesson brings out is the creative power of god's word Mm. now just a quick question we're we're currently doing a series here at our own church called speak life yes and speak life is all about the power of words our words Mm. and what the bible reveals the power of words that we use when we speak over, share, or speak into other people's lives and the power to not only restore, heal, renew, and transform, but rather the power to also break, tear down, and Mm -hmm. destroy, which is, and we've asked the question, how do we leverage that power we have in words for the purpose of life? Mm. And we see this here, that God's word has the same is it just the same or <laughs> i think it's uh, a little more than our words <laughs> even more potential <laughs> yes. for life yeah. and newness and creativity because 
as we notice in the beginning mm. when God spoke, mm. everything that was came into being. Mm. By his word, all things were made. So this power, not only to transform, renew, heal and restore, but mm. to create. There's a Hebrew word connected to that. Do you want to yes. delve into that, Taryn? All of my uh, Hebrew classes are coming back to me here. Um, and this Hebrew word was talked about throughout this lesson here, but it's the word bara. And in this word bara, it means to create from nothing. So I think, uh, as you were saying, Norm, like we have, our words have the power to lift others up or to tear others down. But we never have the power to create from nothing like God did. He spoke and there was light. He spoke and there was waters and fish and trees and animals. Um, yet I think that he gave us um, the blessing and the creativity to take what he has already made and then create from that. To, yeah. Even in the sense that we are in the image of God. Yeah. That we have that creative potential, mm. not in the same way that God does. Only He can create ex nihilo, mm. you know, out of nothing. From nothing. We leverage the materials that are in our world, in our universe, the foundation, the genetics, whatever mm. it is, in our lives to also speak life, creativity, and newness into things. But yet, only God can create out of nothing. Mm. Now, what I what I also love about this word. One time it's used, or another time it's used. This is David when he's confessing his sins. Mm. And he's declaring his need of God's newness and presence in his life, in his heart. He says, create in me a clean heart, O God. And so I see God's word has creative power in our physical world. But also it is mm. needed and necessary, it's creative power in our spiritual mm. world in our spiritual beings that it is by the word of god that salvation and newness is brought in mm. our lives and in our souls yeah and i love that because so often like we look at the story of god creating and we see that not even adam and eve got to see god creating no they didn't get to watch god at work and yet god invites each and every one of us into and to be witnesses of his creating power each and every day when we observe him creating in us and creating in others around us this new heart um, and giving us salvation and that is what we're talking about how do mm. we share that word yeah so that we can see this new creation happening and partner with god in his recreating mm. of our lives of our world and there's a quote by ellen white sort of at, at the bottom of monday section it transforms the nature and recreates the soul mm. in the image of god the mm. word of god that is amazing yeah so what are the benefits then of studying god's word and we see on tuesday um that it discusses these benefits and i love um, this verse that was given right at the beginning of this of Tuesday's day on in Second Peter chapter one and verse four, and when we read scripture, when we um, partake of the promises in scripture, we become partakers of that divine nature. It's through scripture, through us connecting with God as 
shown in the word, that we are invited to participate with God in his divine nature, in his character. And that character is displayed and created in us as well. Brings out a verse in 2 Corinthians and, and a principle that Ellen White talks about there. And she calls it a law, both in intellectual and spiritual nature, that by beholding, mm. we become changed. Mm. And we see this, we encounter this. We see this here on the school campus mm -hmm. when we see what the kids are beholding and engaging in and how that impacts yes. how they you know, act and react to different situations. But so too our lives, mm. as we sit with and engage and behold and be in the word of God, mm. we are transformed into the likeness. Yep. of God and the character of Christ is renewed and restored mm. in our lives. Yep. Now, I have a, I have a personal story about mm -hmm. this where I grew up in a Adventist Christian home, went to Adventist school in mm -hmm. high school, had every opportunity to build and forge and grow a, a healthy, vibrant relationship with God. But it was only after I left school and, and here's, here's what's interesting, Taryn. I knew everything about God. Mm -hmm. I knew everything about his word. I was the guy who won the Bible quizzes. Okay? <laughs> yes. When it came to knowledge, I had it. Yeah. But it was only after I left um, school and went and joined a ministry group, group called Abundant Life, where in our training, in the first few weeks of our training, they, our first three hours of each day from five to eight had to be spent out in nature and we could only take one thing we could only take the word of god wow and we had to be there we couldn't see another human mm -hmm. being we couldn't interact with another human being we just had to sit with the word of god now the first time i did it um admittedly for the first <laughs> half an hour or 45 minutes i was sending boats down the stream <laughs> and and making little stick men and and sort of Thinking, wow, what am I going to do for three hours? Yeah. And eventually I opened the word and started reading it. And initially it didn't fully make sense. Mm -hmm. It didn't fully come alive. It was hard. It, it seemed sort of laborious mm -hmm. trying to go through. But as I continue to do that day after day after day, eventually, you know, I started getting into the story. And then I wanted to know what happened, you know. So, mm -hmm. so, so what happened to that character in the next chapter? Okay. And you, you keep reading, you mm -hmm. keep going. And suddenly the story started connecting. The characters started wow. making sense. The whole meta-narrative of, of Scripture started to fall into place and it came alive. Mm. And it became so nourishing and vitalizing. And we'd discuss afterwards, what did you read? What did you mm. learn? What did you, what did you discover? To the point where after three weeks when they, we went to a different phase of our training mm. and they said, okay, your time in the morning is going to come down from three hours to one and a half hours, we were devastated. Wow. Yeah. We were like, no, you can't take this time in the uh -huh. word away from us. We loved it. And if I'm honest now, I look back, that is the time that my journey and my relationship with God mm. became real and yeah. living and personal mm. because I was in the word of God and allowed the word of God to fill and be infused mm. in, in, in my life. Yeah, I love that story. That's amazing. That's a challenge for me to spend longer in the Word of God every day. Because, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like, so often we uh, cut that time short, right? Because there's so many other priorities that we have and things that we have to do. But without that time with God every day, 
we really are missing out on that relationship that he so wants us to have with him. So that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Norm. No worries. Um, we jump into the next day where it talks about applying God's mm. word and um, mentions the fact that there's so many promises. There's so mm. many promises. Someone counted 3,000 mm. um, that are in God's word that connect and apply to our lives at different times in different situations. And the verse they share in the beginning is one of my favorites. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 mm. that God is able to do immeasurably or exceedingly abundantly more than we ask or think according to his power mm. that is at work within us through the written and the living word. Mm. So what does applying it look like? What does applying the word mean to you in your life? Yeah. That's, that's a good question because I think that so often we read it and we uh, study it from an intellectual level, but unless we apply it and unless it changes us, then what's the point? It can stay as words on paper. Um, so for me, I love to go in and read each of those promises as a promise that is specifically written for me. Um, not just something that was written for James or Peter or John or the prophets in the Old Testament, but that is the word of God, the very power that was written in that, that was spoken into that by God still has that same power in my life today. Whether that's um, the power to create in me a clean heart, whether that's the power to um, give my anxieties and my worries to God, whatever that promise is, I can claim it and I can ask God to make that happen in my life. So for me, the way that I apply it is from taking it as words and intellectual concepts and asking God to make that a reality in my life. Can I maybe give an example of this? Please and do. See if, tell me if this is what you're talking about. John chapter 5, verse 24, mm -hmm. Jesus is talking and he says a beautiful thing, but I'm going to do what you just said and put your name yes. into that and see how this applies. This is Jesus saying, and he says, Taryn, I tell you the truth. When you hear my word and believe him who sent me, you have eternal life and will not be condemned. Mm. You have crossed over from death to life. And Taryn, I tell you the truth. The time is coming and has now come when you will hear my voice and the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. That's really is that cool. the kind of thing? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about right there. And it's just powerful, isn't it? Like, just for me to listen to you reading that, like, with my name in it, is there's just something special about just having, like what you were talking about, the relationship with God. Like, that is how the relationship comes about, is when we realize that there is communication in the Word of God, that as God was communicating to His people throughout Scripture, He's also communicating to us. And what was written for them is also written for us today. So, so I, yeah, challenge you guys this week as you're reading scripture, put your own name into it and see what God is saying to you. Because when your name is in it, then it becomes personalized. And we take, we really just take that for ourselves. I cannot move on from applying the word without reading James chapter one. Yes. 
verse 22 and a few verses there. Because here's what James says. Do not merely listen to the word. Well, I'll paraphrase. Do not merely read the word. And so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. And then sort of at the end of that, he, he clarifies and says, Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Mm. In other words, once you read it and then do it, mm. live it out. Read and see what Jesus was doing and, and how the, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. It grew arms and legs mm. and walked and served and blessed and healed and transformed and renewed mm. and cared for people. Mm -hmm. And as we read about that and then go out and do that, that's, when, that's what applying it looks mm. like. And not only applies to us personally, but applies collectively to the world mm. around us. And they look on and see and go, oh, wow, mm. that is what it means to be a follower of Jesus. That is what it means. And suddenly when you give the invitation or you share the word with them, they can contextualize mm. it. They can make sense of it because mm -hmm. they've seen it. Mm -hmm. They've seen it in and lived through you. I love that point there because like, ultimately what it comes down to is we can't share what we don't have for ourselves, right? Yeah. People don't care what you have to say unless they can see what it means to you. And I'll give you an example. Back a few years ago when I first started college, I needed a, a job in the middle of the year when I went back home. And so um, a place that was hiring was this telemarketer company. And so I was like, well, look, I'll stick at it for four to six weeks in my mid-year break and then go back to college with a bunch of cash, which was great. Um, but one day as I was on the phones and we were like just calling about life insurance, um, this lady, I was giving my spiel about this life insurance and asking her if I could arrange a call back for her. Um, and she stops me in the middle of my spiel and she says, Hey, um, just a quick question. Love what you're saying, but do you have that life insurance? Oh, good question. And I was like, Oh, um, mm. No. And she was like, okay, like, so why should I have it then? And I was like, oh, so true. If we don't have what we are selling, so to speak, then who else would want to buy it for lack of a better word? You know, like yeah. if we don't actually yeah. live out the word, live out what James is saying here, this true religion, what it actually means to be the hands and feet of Jesus, then no one else will want to borrow it. We actually have to have it for ourselves and have that personal relationship for ourselves before anyone else will want it to. So cool. So as we are in the word and encounter the word, as we live out the word, mm. then sharing the word becomes a natural outflow exactly. of who we are, a natural expression mm -hmm. of what we are. And it just becomes the celebration of what we have discovered and encountered in our journey and our story mm. with God and with Jesus. Right at the end of Thursday's section, 
it mentions some biblical principles, which to me are vital. Mm. And as you engage with this lesson, I'd encourage you to spend some time in thinking about how this applies and what this looks like in your context. And here's what it says. As we surrender our lives to Christ and his service, he will open doors of opportunity for us to speak a word in season or at the right time to those whose hearts he has opened. In all of our witnessing, we must keep the biblical principles in mind. What we say, how we say it, and when we say it. Mm. Um, I once heard a lady testifying in a small church where I was at. She said, you know what? I witnessed this week. And so everyone's like, hey, share, yeah. tell us. How did, how did you witness? And she said, as I was walking out of the supermarket, or as I was coming into the supermarket, I saw someone walking out and they had some pork in their trolley. <gasps> and I stopped them and I shared with them some of the passages mm-hmm. in scripture that speak about not eating pork. And then I, I, I told them, now you have been made aware, you will be held responsible. And then I carried on and went and did my shopping. Right. <laughs> a number of us in the yep. audience cringed a little yes. because we were like, while that might in some ways mm. be true, while that might be a, a reflection of what mm. we read in scripture, this very biblical principle or these mm. principles weren't considered in that experience. Mm. What we say, how we say it and when we say it. And to me, this is the difference between it actually being received and bringing life mm. or it being rejected and bringing pain and hurt. Because sometimes that's how people experience the mm. word of God. When we know that's not what it was for, that's not yeah. what it's designed for, that's not what it has done for us in our lives. But if we do not take care to apply these principles, then it can be mm. something that actually hurts instead of heals. Yeah. And... um yeah, I love that. It reminds me of the quote in Ministry of Healing, page 143. Christ's method alone, right? It says this, Christ's method alone will give true success in reaching the people. The Savior mingled with men as one who desired their good. He showed his sympathy for them. He ministered to their needs and he won their confidence. Then he bade them follow me. And I love this because it starts with Jesus mingling with people. It starts with him desiring their good, but not just leaving it as a desire. He showed them sympathy. He ministered to their needs. He met them where they were at, where they were hurting. He spoke into, and then he won their confidence. By doing all of these things, he won their confidence. And it was only after he showed them how much he cared, did he then say, come follow me. Wow. So good. Mm. That is one of my favorite quotes as well. And I fully believe there she's mm. pointing out these principles that Jesus leveraged in his mission. Yeah, ministry, absolutely. That we need to as well. Mm-hmm. The lesson concludes with this beautiful reminder. The spirit of God and the word of God is at work in the world around us when we don't even see it. Mm. The seeds of God's love and grace and mercy And his word are planted in people's hearts all around us Mm -hmm. that we might not even be aware of. And so the question is, how do we make ourselves available to speak into, to share 
and to partner with God in his activity in the world. Mm. I think it just starts by us even acknowledging that, right? By praying every morning, like, hey, God, like, how can I speak your word to those around me today? What are the needs that are in my community? And what are the needs of the people around me that I can meet today? As you pointed out from that Mm. um, quote, how do I have a love for people Mm. the same way that you love them? Because if I have that burden for people and for souls like you have, it's that love that is going to drive and open my eyes to opportunities and give me the courage and bravery to step into opportunities Mm. when they arrive because of my love and care for humanity around me. I love that. And that is just having the, the character of Jesus in us. Hey, the love for other people. Yeah. Love it. So I think that's us, Taryn. That's definitely a summary of (laughs) this topic. And so much more to chew on. And I'm sure many of you are going to have some great conversations this weekend Mm. and into next week. But what an exciting thing we get to do is partner with God Mm. in sharing His Word, both the written and the living Word Mm. in lives of people around us. And so we're going to pray right now. We're going to pray that God's love will fill not only our hearts, but your hearts, and that our love for others may drive us to the boldness mm. and the willingness to share his word. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you are the word of life, that Jesus came to reveal God to us and to fallen world, but that you came to bring life and life to the full. And as we celebrate and share that and invite others into that, Lord, Give us the compassion and the love that you have for humanity. May we see others the way you do and be brave and willing to step into the opportunities to love, to serve, to share, and to invite people to encounter the living word in their lives. Bless us as we do this is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy your weekend.